from Relay FM. This is the Pen Addict, episode one hundred and fifty-six. The Pen Addict is a weekly show where we discuss pens, paper, and the analog tools that we love so dearly. My name is Mike Hurley. I am joined, as always, by Brad Dowdy. Hello, Mister Dowdy. Hey, Michael. How are you? I am very well. Let me just say this episode is brought to you by our friends at Pen Chalet, who give great deals on high-quality pens of a 100% satisfaction guarantee, mash drop, an online community for enthusiasts of all kinds, and Notegeist, an online store that features notebooks and journals. So, Mr. Downey, how are you this fine Thursday afternoon? I'm doing really good. Um, you know, finally feeling better for the most part. Hopefully I sound better than I, I did last week. And, um, you know, I... Uh, I listened to you do the intro there, and I know we do this podcast every week, but when you mention that we do this every week, it, I'm always kind of <laughs> – we actually talk about pens every week for you know a solid hour, so we always – we never run out of uh, – we never run out of things to talk about, it seems, does it? Never, never, ever. It, it's pretty funny. It's, uh, it, it's very cool, and, and now that we've been doing this so long, we have uh, some common themes that run through some of our es- episodes, and uh, we actually have a resurrection today – of one of our old favorite topics, the scribble pen. Can you can you believe that's that's back in our uh, back in our notes again? Can you remind people uh, what the scribble pen was? Yeah, okay, so for new listeners out there, the scribble pen was a Kickstarter campaign where the pen design professed to color match objects in the real world, if you will. If you're sitting at your table and you have a piece of paper out, and you have your scribble pen next to you, and you have a bowl of fruit sitting next to you, and you're going to color the bowl of fruit, you would pick up the scribble pen, you would point the tip at the red apple, the inner workings of the scribble would mix the ink color to match that apple, and then you would be able to draw red onto the page, and then you would be done coloring red, and then you would point your scribble pen at the yellow banana, and it would switch colors into yellow. So... That's the basic, basic idea of it. It was basically like a uh, ink cartridge in a pen that would switch on the switch colors on the fly. And none of us that are involved with this show, that listen to the show, anyone with any reasonable common sense on top of their shoulders, thought that this would work. There's just is it defies logic that this would work. And it turns out, you know, it was pulled several times. It was pulled from Kickstarter, pulled from Tilt, Indiegogo. I don't even know where all the scribble went. It was so funny, um, like, because we've just, uh, a new feature on the Relay FM website is Site Search. Mm-hmm. So we have that now. So you can go and you can search the website. So I searched the website for Scribble Pen, and we uh-huh. spoke about it on episode 110, 111, 115, 16, 17, and 19. <laughs> <laughs> man that's some awesome search yeah that's handy that's super handy so yeah it was a big deal for a while because we were all up in arms about it like basically they're gonna steal our money um and then it went away you know we all they tried to do it on their own the last thing that they tried to do was basically okay start their own website take um i don't know if they were taking pre-orders but they were basically taking um uh, like, uh, what do they call it? Like demo units. They wanted people to be like their beta testers. So there was like a beta test group that, uh, they were getting information from to send people out the beta. So this all went on and it's been what, almost 30, 40 episodes since we talked about it. So that's good, you know, half of a year or more since we've talked about it. And I got an email in my inbox this week, just from a new listener, um, who, was telling me about how much they just found the podcast. They're going back through the whole back catalog. Um, you know, our conversations were very important for him going through a tough time in his life. And I, I love hearing that, that we can give someone some some peace for, you know, an hour a week yep. and kind of get their mind off of things. And it, it was a really awesome email. Then at the end, he goes, oh, by the way, I listened to your scribble stuff. And he says, I'm on Reddit and I'm in this uh, subreddit called uh, – I'm not going to say the name, but it's uh, S-H-I-T-T-Y Kickstarters uh-huh. is the subreddit, which I didn't know there was such a thing. Um, and he says the scribble pen came up. And I started. he started going through the links on this. And as it turns out, there's a Google document. We're going to put it. They're going to link to the in the what show notes. What is this? 
it turns out this is like the scribble pen is part of a legitimate big time scammers crowdfunding thing. So I, I don't want to. All right, let me have some disclaimers here. I haven't totally read every details. This is an 18 page document where someone has found out this guy. His name's Ral Oz, who goes um, by maybe 10 different aliases online. He's been involved in the JASTA keyboard and mouse. Uh, it was an Indiegogo project. The ProScan, which I do remember seeing, which is a measures food calories. It's another thing you point at something and it measures food calories. Um, the scribble pen and the switchy Wi-Fi power socket. This guy's involved in all of these and all of them have turned out to be scams. So this is... Um, this is reading material for another day for lots of you. It's it's literally 18 it's an 18 page document. This Someone is, has this done is the research. Crazy. This is I'm just like I cannot believe this. <laughs> yeah. I my jaw was dropping as I was reading through this and I didn't read every word because it's whoever did this research did an insane job. I mean, and there's all part all parts of it where you can like at the end of it it's got all the uh places where you can reach out to like the police and thing that are working this in certain areas and things like that. It's, it's really, really nuts. So it turns out that the scribble is probably likely part of a legitimate scammers, uh, efforts to, uh, to get into everyone's pockets. So, and fortunately, thanks to our community, the scribble is the only one of these three that got really killed. Like the only thing that came out of the scribble, um, was the beta program, right? So if people gave their credit cards to get to the beta program, they're probably not real happy right now. But these other projects of this guy's uh, continued on and, you know, com like money, like changed hands, like millions of dollars changed hands on some of these other projects. So it's a it's a good long read. Save it for uh, your bedtime reading. It'll probably take you an hour to get through this whole thing. But it's got screenshots and names linking him to, linking this one guy into all these projects. And so um, it, it was interesting to get this in, in my inbox uh, this week because uh, I, I hadn't seen all this. You know, I just kind of forgotten about it. It didn't look like the um, the uh, scribble was, you know, it wasn't even on the radar anymore. And uh, it looks like the beta test program was still going on. So, yeah, beware. And uh, I'm proud of this community for uh, hammering the scribble pen and getting it off of uh, getting off our screens and hopefully saving people uh, a lot of money along the way. Because it was up to a few hundred thousand on Kickstarter when it finally got shut down, I believe. Then another couple hundred thousand on Tilt when it finally got shut down. So I, w I was glad to glad to see that. So we did good. <laughs> you're you're lost in this document, aren't you? I just I cannot believe this. This is this is crazy. Like really amazing. Like yeah, this yeah. is like true detective work. Like someone yes. is like. I don't. Yeah, I like. I can't see all the links because I'm not going that deep. But like, finding all these different social media profiles and LinkedIn profiles and all that kind of stuff, and yep, relating them okay. together. That this is, this is some serious stuff. Yeah, and it's tied in like all the who is registration from the domain registrations and tied them all in together. Like it's a it's a huge web is basically what this document is tying this all back to this one guy and uh, the scribble is wrapped up in it. So. It's mind-boggling. So yep. that's uh, uh, some fun reading. You know, luckily we don't have to deal with the scribble anymore. But uh, I thought this was interesting because I'd never, <laughs> I'd never seen the level of detail uh, that someone tracked this down, tracked down this guy on. So uh, it's pretty crazy. Another link I got several times this week, Mike. Did you see that NPR did uh, did a few bits on paper this week over at uh, the NPR site? I didn't see that. Yeah. So um, I've. There was two links that people sent me. I don't know if they were doing something every day this week. I didn't see anything for today. But there were two articles. One is uh, don't write off paper just yet. And two is uh, uh, digital chapter. Um, basically, notebooks are as relevant, uh, relevant as ever. So they both have uh, the written article, which is not a transcription of the audio bits. but um, And then they have an audio link where you can go and listen to the, uh, listen to the stories. So the don't write off paper just yet is basically – a paper industry um, topic. You know, it's not necessarily pertaining directly to like the things we deal with, with notebooks and paper. And it's basically big picture um, paper, you know, saying that, you know, the U S is, is definitely, you know, 
losing the market in paper, you know, the traditional paper, the things that makes, you know, packaging and, you know, shipping materials and, you know, books and things like that. And, you know, they're talking about how China is the dominant force in, in paper because they've been allowed to use these genetically modified trees that can produce at such a higher rate. And the government has a huge subsidy for paper manufacturers, things like that. So that's what the first article is about. And, but it was saying, you know, in the U.S., it, it, it's not going away either because, you know, we're always going to, as, as digitally entrenched as we are, we're, we also order from Amazon and, you know, that's a box made from paper and everything ships with paper in it and things like that. So paper's not going away. The second article was more pertinent to us directly, um, basically saying a lot of things that we already know that, you know, it, it bugged me like the the very... I don't know, the first couple sentences of the uh, the audio, they called notebooks old fashioned, which makes me cringe. Uh, just like, like oh, I just don't even I, I know you're going to talk positive about the notebook, but don't even go there saying that they're old fashioned. That kind of they, they uh, compared it to the rotary phone. Uh, of no, the, but the rotary like, phone uh, is dead and has no use. It's a, <laughs> right. <sighs> right. So that made me cringe. But the rest of it was the rest of it was fine. Basically, the author went to like. Oh, the author is a big notebook or uh, is a big notebook fan and went to like the local Starbucks and saw, you know, everyone working on their laptops, but did find a, a bunch of people working on their notebooks. So he kind of interviewed them and got some words from them on how they use their notebooks and why they use their notebooks. And, you know, it was just a common theme um, how the notebook is not going anywhere because, you know, when you use analog tools like pen and paper, it, you know, uses different parts of your brain, which we've covered several, several times. And they talk about a study that was done, you know, where, you know, half the class did uh, a lecture taking digital notes. The other half did the lecture, you know, writing notes by hand. And the, the group that wrote the notes by hand, you know, totally destroyed the uh, the other group in, in the test, things like that. And that's all that's all stuff we know. So it's good to listen to. They uh, they did talk to the uh, moleskin people. You know, they they're. That's the other cringeworthy part. You know, they they were on hammering on the moleskin thing, but they did make a good point um, when they talked to the moleskin people, saying that they find that their moleskin shops do the best when they're located nearby an Apple store. So, like, it's the same group of people that understands, you know, some of the um, good things about Apple products, whether it's design or functionality or that type of thing. That same kind of thought. Um, mentality helps these people, you know, understand that notebooks are also a great thing to have for a completely different reason than your your digital reason. So I, I got more out of the second article than the um, the first one, but they were they were both good to listen to. I mean, I think one's seven minutes, the other one's five minutes. So, um, you know, definitely check those out if you wanna, um, you know, wanna hear a couple things. You know, it's mostly stuff that we've covered here before, stuff we know already, right? Um, not not breaking any new ground, you know. Maybe they should interview us and and get the real details. What do you think, Mike? I d I don't know why these people don't just give us a call. You know, <laughs> like we're always we're always here to tell them how awesome yeah. notebooks are. Did you see yep. today that Moleskine have uh, ha got a calendar app? I did. Did you see I this? I did. I didn't. I haven't downloaded it to look at the app or read about it, but I did see the link being passed around. Yeah, I I read about it on the Verge, and it just doesn't seem like an app that I would be interested in, and, it, and it, mm -hmm. you have to pay for it, and so I would never use it, so I'm not going to buy it. But mm -hmm. really interesting because right? they don't make a calendar, like that's right. not a thing that they do. But now they're making a calendar app. I think more power to them. And it's not their it's not their first app either. They've done other apps. They've done a note taking yeah. app in the past. Yeah, but that makes um, sense, right? The note taking app. Yes, I guess. yes, because they can, you, you know, you can tie the two things together in a way, but it's just interesting. Right. And you saw our friends at Baron Fig also released an app, uh, a note taking app uh, yesterday. Oh, really? Yesterday? I did see this that. Morning. I did. It's called uh, Mosaic. Uh, it's very pretty. I mean, it's got some issues that prevent me from using it, but it's very, I like what they did with it. I think it's a good start. If they can improve on it, I think it could be a killer app. Um, the The layout of it's really good. It's really good looking it's well designed it's very fast but it, it's got some uh it's got some issues that would prevent me from using it on a day-to-day -day basis for my notes but just out of interest yeah. what what kind of oh uh, it's got no sync i can't get out whatever i put in that's a huge Eesh. thing yeah so if i can't get information out of something that i'm putting information in that's a that's a non-start for me 
Yeah. And can you share it? <clears throat> no, no sharing. Interesting. No, no export, no sync. Um, the second is the, they, um, if you delete something and you miss the undo, there's no trash. They like, I, like I accidentally deleted something when I was just playing around with it. You know, it wasn't anything important. I was just playing around with like the default files and I was just swiping around, seeing what I could do with it. And I deleted something. I was like, well, damn, that's gone. Huh. And it, it and it's just gone. So <clears throat> it's got, uh, but the way it's set up is perfect for me. Like I would love it if I would love to use this app, if I could get out what I could put into it. Yeah. I mean, it looks, looks really nice. Yeah. I was impressed with how fast it was too. It's it's when you, when you get a fast app that's working nicely, um, you can notice it and it's, it's really fast. Yeah. I would so, like to see, to see <clears throat> more of this. I don't know if the Baron fig guys listen. But if um, they, they would, might, if they would like us to test anything that they've got, I would happily do that. Yeah, I read some of the reviews on it, and they're saying the same things that I'm saying. Sure. You know, you know it's not, it's not, uh, some, but it, it, it could be something because the 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 way it's physically set up is how I like to take notes. So it would be very useful for me if I could uh, if I could sync it somehow. Then I would use it. So yeah, we'll see. You know, s- step one cut a hole in the box so they're going to work on step two <laughs> let's take a break on that note let's do that this week's episode of the pen addict is brought to you by the pen chalet you know pen chalet they sell the best stuff they sell brands that you know and love they they sell monteverde pens they say they sell pelican pens lamy pilot namiki seller and caveco they're an authorized dealer of all of these rollerballs fountain pens ballpoints mechanical pencils and so much more if you want it pen chalet are gonna get gonna give it to you and not only will they have all that stuff in stock they got it right there they back it up with a 100% satisfaction guarantee because they, they just want to make you guys happy. They have very fast and reliable customer service. They're always doing great deals. They've got great prices always, but they're always doing great deals. They're doing loads of discounts. They add new stuff all the time. They But they also sell as well as like all the pens and pencils that I mentioned. They sell carrying cases, pen holders, refills, converters, and so much more. They ship internationally with great shipping rates, but if you're buying in the continental United States, you'll get free shipping on any order over $50. So what you want to do right now, so you should always do this, right? Whenever you want to buy a pen, you should go to Pen Chalet first because you can get 10% off if you use the code PENADDICT, right, on your order. So you think, oh, I want this pen. Just go to Pen Chalet, see if they've got it. You'll get 10% off and you'll help support this show and Ron and the guys and girls over at Pen Chalet. But what you should always do whenever you listen to this show is to do what I tell you to do right now is to go to penchalet.com, P-E-N-C-H-A-L-E-T.com, and you want to click the podcast link at the top of the site and use the code PENADDICT when you're given a little, you have to put a password in, you put PENADDICT in there, and you will see our special offer for this week, which is for the Montegrappa Fortuna which is a fountain pen. It's 30% off at the moment. And a special, another special for, for pen addict listeners, there's a new color, a blue color, which I love. It looks like kind of like a blue and a rose gold. It's very pretty mm. looking. Um, they usually retail for $15 more than any other color, but Pen Chalet have them listed for the same price as the black version, the regular version, for pen addict listeners. So not only do you get 30% off, if you want to get that blue one, you get even more money off as well. So, yeah, that's another fantastic deal from our friends over at Pen Chalet. You should go and check it out. Thank you so much to Pen Chalet for their continued sponsorship of this show. Thank you so much. Yeah, so the Fortuna is, is really sharp. I like this is the one monograppa pen that I, I like the uh, the barrel design of. The um, cap kind of kicks out a little bit. I noticed it in the, in the monograppa uh, Batman pen and the skull pen that they've done before. Um, that it's the same kind of shape. And I like that shape and style of the pen. I haven't used one yet, but they look really cool. One other thing I've noticed in, in what Ron's uh, deals are right now, have we ever talked about the uh, the Porsche design uh, pens? I don't think we ever have. I think you mentioned <clears throat> it once or twice, but, but say it again. I just, I just like the design of this pen is really good. It, it looks like it would be something up my alley. And they're generally pretty expensive, but this Porsche design slimline p3125 uh with a gold nib is like 216 dollars that they're usually like 400 dollars or something like that um but yeah it's an 18 karat gold nib that's that's something i might look at after the show it's always been a pin that's interested me in 
it's just very simple design. So that's something I'm going to look at. So very cool. Thank you, Ron. And thank you, Pinchalay, for continued uh, support of the Pinnack podcast. Cool. All right. So we uh, we sent out some pins this week for our Kickstarter uh, backers. We uh, we did the giveaway last week on the show and I still ha- I never emailed anybody. And that night I got the first response from Noble Ignatius uh, replied and said, whoa, you know, I won. And then uh, I think the next day, uh, Ray Blake sent me a DM or sent me a tweet and said, hey, I'm a winner. And that leaves one. Mark North, waiting on you, man. You know, I'll, I'll give him another day or two. You yeah, know, some people might, when people might listen. be a little bit behind. <laughs> it's not, I, I'm just being mean because I have Mark, I have his address and everything. I could just email him and say, hey, you won. But it's not, that's no fun. I want to see if they can catch it like the, if Mark can catch it like the first two. So if I don't hear from him uh, by Friday, I'll send the, I'll send him a link. I'll say, hey, you might want to listen to this podcast. Just saying. <clears throat> and also on that front, which I will do an update uh, this afternoon on the, um, on the Kickstarter page, all the cases have shipped, Mike, and people actually have already received them, which blows my mind because we didn't start shipping them until mm, Tuesday, I don't think. So uh, people nearby Atlanta, uh, we got we got the first uh, the first picture in of the first knock case out in the wild, and uh, it's uh, I'm glad to see these start hitting people. I'm glad to 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 get these uh, in everyone's hands, and I definitely want to know what everyone thinks about them because um, I'm jealous. I don't even have one. Do you not? Yeah, me, no. <laughs> I'm not going to get one either. There will be You're one in gonna... my house, though, eventually. Okay. Good, good. Well, yeah, I'm not even going to get one. You know, I won't even get one with the uh, with the Union Jack on it because we only made enough for the backers, and that, that's all we made. So, and that was it. So, you know, so I, I won't even have one. So y'all, y'all will be feeling pretty special. But I, I'll eventually get the regular color one with the with the regular tag. So, I saw uh, Adam Moore uh, tweet earlier that he had received his. Yeah, that's uh, super cool. That was very cool. So hopefully we'll see more of those coming uh, in the rest of the week, in early next week, and then hopefully uh, in a couple weeks, you know, uh, around the world because we definitely had lots of uh, lots of contributors from uh, all over the world, really. So we'll we'll be seeing those trickling in. So I want to see those pictures. So hit us up. Yep. We have a new pin blog of the week, and it's a blog that's new to me. It's called The Pelican's Perch, and how I missed this uh, all these years. Um, well, I don't know how long it's been in in, in service, but um, uh, Joshua writes The Pelican's Perch. This was actually rec- recommended to me by um, uh, the pin economist, uh, sent this over to me. He said, hey, this would be a great um, great blog, and, and I was like, I don't think I've even heard of this blog. So, uh, yeah, it's uh, – it's pelican focused, which is a good thing. He talks about, um, you know, all the different pelican models. He's had pelican did a thing last year. Uh, they did a wander. They did something called a wander wanderlust project where they sent a box of pelican goods. Um, Drees from the pencil case blog. He got the uh, box from pelican. So basically, pelican shipped this box to all these people and had them write about it, um, and then they would pack it back up and send it on to the next person. Which I, I thought remember was a that cool thing. Yeah, I remember was a that. Cool thing. So uh, Joshua at the, the Pelican's Perch was part of that. And, uh, you know, he's reviewed the the 805 Stressman, which is such a beautiful pen. Um, God, he's got lots of posts on here. So if you're a Pelican fan and just a fan of, of cool pictures and good writing in general, check out Joshua's blog. Like I said, it was new to me. I started reading it just a couple days ago, getting ready for this podcast. And uh, it, it's really, really well done. So uh, definitely hit up the Pelican's Perch if you don't already. Cool. Excellent choice. So I had some big news last week, this weekend, I guess. Um, I guess it kind of really hit this weekend. Um, I was part of an article in the New York Times. Um, They have a magazine section, which is online, and then it's a weekly magazine that's in the Sunday physical edition of the newspaper. It's like an insert, right? Like a magazine insert. Yeah. So um, it's a gentleman named Tom Vanderbilt, um, who I'd met Tom Originally, when I was working for Jet Pens like four years ago, Tom and I collaborated on an article about Jet Pens. I was kind of the the middleman for for that article. So Tom knew about me, and he reached out 
a few weeks ago saying, Hey, I'm thinking about doing this article. I'm, you know, I'm stuck on this, this Uniball Sino UM51, which is the DX, what we call it. And he said, I just love that pen. And I know we've talked in the past. So I want to do an article on this pen. You know, would you be interested in helping me out? And I said, sure. Tom's, Tom's a really nice guy. He's really easy to work with. Um, and, uh, so he did this article and, it's a really, really great article. So you, you should all check it out if you haven't already. I sent it around a bunch last week, and uh, I'm quoted in it. He wanted to know things from me like why, why can't I buy this pen in the U.S. and and you know why did Japanese care more about what they write with and than the U.S. So he he talked about that um, a little bit <clears throat> in the uh, article, and then he also talked about how these fine tips are what he really likes and you know things like that. So. The article was super well received. It's it's already it's got like forty six comments on it over at New York Times, and, and you know a bunch of people loving the, um, you know loving what Tom was saying about these pens and everyone chiming in with their different pens, which seems to happen with um, these types of articles when you kind of get a new group of people, you know, saying, oh, I like pens too, you know, well, this is interesting. Let me find out more about these pens. So my inbox got flooded, <clears throat> excuse me, with um, people saying, oh my God, I didn't know there was something, I didn't know there was a blog about pins out there. I love pins. I've always oh, really? loved These are the pins I use. Just uh, dozens of emails. That's fantastic. Um, yeah. Oh, uh, there's a podcast. Oh my gosh, there's a podcast about pins. I'm going to, I've started to listen now. Thank you so much. You know, here's my, fa- my favorite pins, the Energel. I, I'm glad you, you know, I'm glad you're out there and I can read about these other pins. So it's been, uh, it's been super positive. Um, you know, just from a feedback perspective and getting the word out there that, you know, hey, there's more than the crummy ballpoint in your office supply cabinet. And that's what I wanted to talk about real quick. <clears throat> in this article, Tom, you know, made the point that he can't get this pen in the U.S., right, from a store. He can't walk into a store, which you would consider. And when I say store, I'm meaning very generic big box stores, Office Max, Staples, those type of things. You can't walk into a big box office supply store and purchase pens like this, despite the fact this is a very simple mainstream pen in Japan. It's really nothing special in Japan. It is over here because you can't get it unless you're ordering from Jet Pens or you're going to the Kino Kuniya Japanese bookstores in New York, San Francisco, they might have a couple more. They might have one in Chicago. I'm not sure. Um, or other, you know, other Japanese stores in the U.S. like Daiso, things like that. They're just not easy for the, the general public to get. So someone actually took a picture in the uh, Kinokuniya bookstore in New York. They had cut out this article and pasted it up on their Japanese gel ink pen display, which I thought was pretty funny. And one thing that I didn't know Tom was doing is he took a snippet of my top five pins list and put that in the physical magazine. It wasn't in the online part of the article. So in the physical article, there's like a white space sidebar and it says, you know, the pen addicts top five pins you can buy at the at the store. So it's the the big box retailer store. Um, so that was pretty cool. And that was, that was hanging up on the Kino Kaniya, uh, pin shelf, you know, taped up there. Hey, here's the pin addicts recommendations. I thought that was pretty neat. Um, can I touch on a couple points that Tom made in the magazine? I would love you to. I, I'm, is, I, I like that. I find out things like this on the show. Uh, but, <laughs> you know, it's like, ah, oh, you know, it's funny how I only find these things out on the show. Yeah, which which is good. You know, I, I like both. It goes both ways for us. You know, we like to surprise each other, and I think that makes for a good show. But the things I want to talk about are things that I've always like banged the drum for, like the U.S. versions of these Japanese companies: Uniball, Pilot, Pentel, Zebra. Don't give the U.S. market any of the good stuff. You know, this isn't new if you've listened to the Pinetic for a long time, but for new listeners. This is an important differentiation from the U.S. pen market to the Japanese pen market. Everything in Japan 
is built around a culture of stationary usage from when you're a child until when, you know, you're old and retired and, you know, you're, you have grandkids and great grandkids running around. It's still in that whole, you know, 80 years of your life or more stationary plays a role in your life in Japan. So these companies, which are all Japanese companies at their core, they're all founded in Japan. They're able to do things specific for that market because they know they're going to sell. Right. And in the U S market, it's a, it's an afterthought what they supply us. It's the very basics, the office supply stash kind of pens and paper that they supply us. And very rarely do we get the cool stuff. And by the cool stuff, I either mean micro tip pens, gel ink pens, which is what Tom is talking about in this article, the 0.38 millimeter DX, um, the unique systems um, that they use. It took us forever. It took us years to get the Kurutoga from Uniball, but they finally came to their senses on how good a pencil that was and that it was actually a game changer. It took years for Pilot to sell the Acroball in the U.S. despite it being one of the best ballpoints. Um, and then they still only allow like the basics. You never get like an Acroball multi-pen or anything like that. Zebra still doesn't sell the clip over here. They sell the regular Saras, so they don't sell the clip over here, which is the superior pen. So <clears throat> it's a thing. You know, you just can't walk into a big box retailer and get these stuff. You have to hunt it down um, either in specialized Japanese stores in the U.S. or online. And that's that's really how the pen addict started for all of our new listeners. It started out on my hunt for these micro tip gel ink pens, which I always knew I wanted, right? I kept, I never could find anything that I wanted in the stores here in the U S and till I found jet pens online and jet pens being an importer of Japanese pens, you know, kind of blew my mind. And then that's kind of how this whole thing started. So, you know, I just wanted to, to mention those things that you get to this day, you can't get some of the best pens in the world that, and I'm talking about, $2.50 pens in the US. They're only available in the Japanese market. And it doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon. Like I said, I've been banging that drum for years and years and years. You really don't see any change. I was shocked several years ago when the Pilot G-Tech C landed on the shelves, but they didn't put anything behind it. So they just vanished, you know, like really soon. They lasted about a year on the shelves here in the office supply store. So, you know, they the big box retailers here in the US just don't have any sense of that market and how to market how to market it so they just say forget it just give us the the cheapest most common most name recognition pen you've got and we'll just continue selling you know pilot G2s by the millions and not have not worry about anything else so all right that's my rant for the for the moment <laughs> I enjoyed it though <laughs> you know I could go for hours about that yep Hey, do you want to hear about a new sponsor? I totally want to hear about this sponsor. I'm so excited. So go. This episode of The Pen Addict is brought to you by Notegeist, an online shop that features notebooks and journals. There's something at Notegeist for every kind of use and every kind of user. Whether you like blank, lined, grid, planners, or sketching layouts, maybe you're in the mood for using fountain pens, rollerballs, or graphite pencils, whatever you want, you're going to find it at Notegeist. The Notegeist store has a wide variety of notebooks, which means you can easily shop in one place for all of your favorite brands whilst also picking out something new. Notegeist carry stuff from Blackwing, Field Notes, Palomino, Rhodia, Word, and many more. And they also have a lot of amazing hard-to-find notebooks, like Bandit Apple Connets, uh, CR Notebook Wallets, some retired and hard-to-find Field Notes, Paper O Notebooks, Paper Blanks Journals, Unemployed Philosophers Guild Pocket Passport Notebooks, and some Write Notepads, which are these awesome letterpressed borrowers of New York series that they have there and they have some fantastic EDC small pocket ledgers as well from Write Notepads. Noteguys owner Gary puts a lot of care into deciding what to offer and I know this from just talking to him over the last couple of weeks especially as we've been working through this stuff and he wanted to make sure he had all uh, great photography and stuff ready for when we did this on the site so that's really awesome. Uh, everything at Noteguys is selected for quality and it's something that Gary either uses or tests himself before it appears in the shop. If he's not happy 
through of it, you won't see it. If you add to that his careful packing, fast shipping, and personal touches that are added to every single order, it's easy to see how Noteguys is quickly becoming a favorite online destination for notebook and journal lovers. Panatic listeners can help us welcome Noteguys to our sponsor family by going now to visit the shop at noteguys.com. That's N-O-T-E-G-E-I-S-T dot com and use the coupon code PENADDICT until June 10th for a 10% discount. So be sure to check out the shop and help support our newest sponsor. Gary's a super great, he's a really great guy, he's a super nice guy and it's been amazing to watch him build this store. Um, so please go and help him take it to that next level. Notegeist, notebooks and journals to capture life's moments. So this is really awesome. Um, I, I first met Gary online through the Field Nuts group on Facebook. And that's kind of where he uh, hung out during the day. And I would, we would, you know, talk back and forth. And then he said, he's going to start this site called Notegeist. And originally he was, he did a really cool thing where he would kind of, he was very active in like the field notes, secondary market. Right. So he ended up having like all these collection of books and was constantly trying to find these books. And he's like, you know, I need a place to sell them. And so aside from all like the new products that Gary gets, like these, these write notepads are really, really slick. And, you know, all the other, um, the, um, you know, the word notebooks, which are really high quality. I like them a lot and all the current field notes and the paper O and the Rodia, you know, all your standard stuff. He carries, um, essentially new old stock stuff, right? Stuff that is no longer being made. He hunts down and sells them on the site. So you can go find old field notes, on here um like he's got you know america the, the beautiful he's got northerly edition on here you know you're paying you know the aftermarket price for them but people look for these things like he's got night sky up there um he's got some really you know some older editions um on top of all the new editions and i thought that's kind of how he got his name out there at first he was like having all these neat old stuff um that he was bringing out there to the market and selling and making available and selling it to be honest quite fair prices. Um, he's never been one to like gouge prices on like field note stuff. So it's cool to see the site growing. The site, the site has uh, changed in design from when I first started looking at it. It's really beautiful. It's really well done. And I'm really proud of, um, of him for putting this out there and, you know, making it another spot for all the people like us, people that listen to the show. This is, this is the kind of shop you want to see out there. This is like our home. It carries the neat, um, hard to find stuff that you're not going to find at your big box retailer. Like I'm just, you know, harping on a minute ago, this is the kind of, uh, company you want to support with your dollars, you know, to help them keep growing and help Gary find all this new hard to find stuff for us and bring it together in one spot to where you can, you can, uh, you can just go online and buy it. And, uh, this is the kind of thing I love seeing. So, uh, I, I'm glad, uh, Gary's on board with us and definitely check out Notegeist. Yeah, please do. Please do. That'd be fantastic. Yes. Woo. I feel like I'm running out of breath today. Yeah, so maybe it's my time to talk. Yeah, it's your turn. So uh, you have something new that I have in route, but I have not received yet. So uh, let's uh, proceed with uh, making me jealous. Go. Probably about a week or so ago, um, our friends at Colt Pens uh, sent me a new product that they've been working on. Um, it's the Colt Pens. They call it the Colt Pens Mechanical Pencil. Is that its name? Uh, the Colt, Colt Pencil. The Colt Pencil. There you go. I can see it on their website now, yeah. So it's the Colt Pencil. It's a, it is a mechanical pencil that Colt Pens have designed. Um, so they sent it to me here, and I've been using it, like, constantly for, like, really? the last week. Yeah. That's good. So it's, it's a, like, it's a metal. It's, it's metal in design. Um, mm-hmm. It's aluminium. It's got a knurled grip, like you see on you know many uh, mechanical pencils, um, and it has something that I've never seen before, which is called a double knock mechanism. Mm-hmm. So what it does is you, there's a button on the side, and you press the button, and it retracts the piece at the bottom. I don't know what it would be called, like that that the sharper part where the lead comes out from. Right. Yeah. The uh, <laughs> I don't know why I'm blanking. It's the most common piece on there. Um, chat room help us <clears throat> sorry go ahead but yes i don't know what it's called uh, i know what it's called i just can't think straight at the moment the writing tip no no but that's what it says it's, on their got, website. A re- it's got a real name okay well whatever that the pipe, bit is, the pipe the, the pipe. pipe 
So there you go, the pipe. So it retracts that entire thing and then also makes it so you can take the eraser off as well. Okay. Uh, But it's got, yeah, so you click it and then you you do the other clicking, which extends the lead from the the pipe. Um, Yes. And I, I love it. It feels really great to hold. I love the knurled grip. It's it's comfortable because sometimes I find knurled grips to be a bit uncomfortable because uh-huh. um, they're not they're not very soft or welcoming. You know if that makes sense, right? Um, but I, there's just been something about taking my show notes. So it's like when I write and and like scribble little things down for the shows. Something about taking them with a mechanical pencil that's really nice because it's probably the smoothest thing you can can get. Right. Yeah. And right. and I've just been able to like just knock out the notes really really quickly. Um and it's just excellent for doodling as well. I like to doodle and obviously a pencil's better for doodling. I don't know what this means, Brad, but <laughs> I might be becoming a mechanical pencil person because I've been thinking now. I'm like, "Oh, do I want to start do I want to go down this road now?" I don't know. Yeah. So let me let me rehash this a little bit from my experience fountain uh, fountain pens. Jeez. Mechanical pencils were my gateway drug into micro-tipped gel ink pens. Because back in the late 70s and early 80s, you could not get pens that could write very fine. You know, you were lucky if you ever saw 0.5 millimeter in your life. Everything was, you know, 1.0 millimeter ball points or 0.7 millimeter rollerball ink pens. But if you shopped at the right places, you know, 30 years ago, you could find... 0.5 0.5 millimeter leads, which are even finer than, um, you know, the, the line with, they write a very fine line in the mechanical pencils. So that's all I used for years and years and years was mechanical pencils. Cause I couldn't get anything to write with. And ever since we did the mechanical pencil episode, what, like five episodes ago, I've been carrying one with me all the time. I'm like, I've missed using them. You know, I always have them. I have so much stuff laying around. I go in cycles Right. Like I might forget about mechanical pencils for months and months and months and not use it. And then, you know, just talking about them. And when I was getting ready for that episode, I had all my pencils out and I was using them and testing them out. And now I'm carrying like one or two with me all the time now just because you realize you miss these things or it's a different feel than you get with these, you know, with like your medium nib fountain pen. Right. It's such a different experience that it's kind of cool to experiment with that from time to time. And that's kind of what I think you're, you know, you're seeing. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And it's a, it's a very enjoyable experience. And uh, I, I love me some uh, drafting style mechanical pencils. And that's what this is. The, uh, the cult pencil. So very cool. Hopefully mine will show up uh, this week or next week. Um, it's supposedly on the way. And uh, I will say some things once I, uh, once I get mine and uh, give it a test run. Yeah. And I, review, I'll review it on the blog too. I, there's just something about all of this, like the design, the way it feels, like the, all of it. Is, it's come together to actually make a product that I I thoroughly recommend. Yep, and it, it's fairly priced. Was it twenty pounds? I believe. Yeah, something like 19. that. Nineteen ninety nine, yeah. something like that. Yeah, so good price. Um, you know, good pencil, and I, I can't wait to get mine to uh to try it out. So yeah, yeah. Um, I actually we have a couple more things that we want to talk about. We do have one more sponsor, and this actually ties in so perfectly. I need to do it now. Okay, And you'll see why that is in a moment. This episode okay. of The Pen Addict is brought to you by Mastrop, an online community for enthusiasts of all kinds, from audio and electronics to quilting and cooking, and of course, pens as well. It's a place for you to connect with people like you, to discuss your favorite products and your activities that you love about them, and you, but you can also, really importantly, buy them together as well. Mastrop represents a whole new type of online experience that combines community, content, and commerce. Mastrop offers a place where enthusiasts can meet and connect over the stuff that they love, a forum where you can vote on and discuss the products that you're passionate about, and also connect directly with manufacturers to buy products together to get bulk pricing. These aren't flash deals or anything like that. They work directly with people to make this stuff happen. The thing that is the most important to the guys and girls over at Mastrop is that they want to build communities around things that people love. That's what they are passionate about. Ultimately, they're here to help you by making the products that you care about more affordable and accessible and provide you with a platform to connect with other like-minded enthusiasts. I know that group buys are something that's really important to the people of this community and this is something that Mastrop can help out with. Like, for example, do you know what I just found, Brad? As I was sent this one the other day. They currently have uh, the Rotaring Rapid Pro mechanical pencil. Okay, I see that now. I just pulled yeah. up the site. It's on Mashdrop right now. 
Um, it's you know it's MSRP is forty two fifty five. It's currently mm. at thirty ninety nine, um, mm. and there's fourteen committed. If they get thirty, it goes to twenty eight ninety nine. To get forty, it goes to twenty six ninety nine. So this is just Very cool. an example of just a great deal, right? That that you can that is the sort of stuff that you can get. Um, yeah, and I up. haven't used the I haven't used the Rapid Pro, but it's very similar to the Rotring 600 that we always talk about. It's got a little bit uh, different shape uh, tip, but it also has the uh, the double knock mechanism that you were just talking about, right? Um, where the you can retract the pipe, which uh, the 600s uh, don't do. So yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a good deal. So there you go. It's just a great, the one great example of Mashdrop and, you know, why I wanted to mention them now. So all of this stuff is totally worth checking out. If you want to go and find out more about Mashdrop for yourself and sign up, go to this address, dro.ps slash thepenaddict. That's dro.ps slash thepenaddict. Of course, that'll be in the show notes. And you can sign up right there. Thank you so much to Mashdrop for supporting this show and all of Relay FM. So two quick things about Mashdrop uh, before we continue on. One, I, I've mentioned this the last time that uh, they were on here. This is one of the few email newsletters <laughs> that I allow into my inbox. I always check this out because there's always something, something that I'm missing, you know, seeing, yeah, I feel like I miss out if I, if I don't see it in a, in a timely fashion. So I always check out their email and two, they really, you guys who are on mass drop have really been pushing for the knock brass town <laughs> to show up on there so much so that, Mashdrop keeps emailing Knock saying, hey, you know, everyone wants us to carry this. And we're like, hey, we can't make enough to sell on our own. <laughs> so maybe one day we'll get uh, some some cases on there and Mashdrop for you. But I don't it's not going to be anytime soon with the rate we're going. Um, so there was something that I wanted to mention today I thought might be quite cool. Uh, on some of our other shows, we have like a, a way of collecting questions and feedback over Twitter by using hashtags. Yeah. So, like on Upgrade, we have Ask Upgrade, and we have Connected QA for Connected, and we have Relay Your Fields for Analog. And I was wondering if you thought that it might be cool to have something like that for this show. It's a way for people to ask questions and things like that. I, I totally think that because I'm always in the uh, in our Slack room, like asking, okay, you know, what are I, what ideas, what topics you want to hear us discuss, and I usually I just scrape those out, put them in, you know, a document that we share, and we use them, you know, for future episodes. But I think it would be kind of cool to just have a show hashtag that people could just send to anytime, and that, that we could just pick up and and go through our ourselves. You know, uh, I think that would be an awesome idea. So what what what's what's our hashtag? I have be? no idea. <laughs> I don't know either. <laughs> I tried to do one for myself one time called Ask P- Ask PA, but I don't know if um, you know that works or well. We'll we'll take suggestions on what our hashtag should be. Um, you know, it could be like hashtag Visionaire or something, and those always <laughs> those always come to us. <laughs> That'd be terrible. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I like the idea of continuing to get fresh ideas for the show. Like I yep. got one in the in the Slack room today. Um, I got like four great new ideas. Three of them I felt were probably like a half episode show worth of, which means I need to plan it out. But, you know, I will do that soon. But then I got one today, like is a really great idea and really straightforward. But it's it's timely in the fact that, hey, give me some Father's Day ideas. Like my dad goes out fishing and, you know, but he wants to have like, you know, what could I get him that would be like a pen that he could use, you know, if he's out and about, you know, in the woods, on the lake, in the ocean, whatever, you know, kind of a like a pen. And that's the type of topic that we miss a lot of answering on this show, right? Like I can remember and jot down and plan for the big topics. Like, you know, I'm going to do a um, a custom pen topic here pretty soon, and that'll take up a good half an episode, but that's something I have to plan. But hey, give me an idea for Father's Day. That's something I'll miss if it's not like hashtagged in a document or I'm not seeing it like immediately to write it down. So, so that's just, one of the key reasons, right? That's why I right. like this because people say these things to me and I might like be at the grocery store, I'm checking Twitter and I'm like, oh, that's a good idea. And I don't do anything with it and I forget it. But with Upgrade and with Analog especially, they go into this document and then before the show, I check in and I just pull out the things that I want to talk about. And, and that okay. is it's a very, very useful way of collecting it because the feedback and the follow-up and the suggestions are saved somewhere yes right that that's kind of the key thing about it so i would like to start doing it um i don't know what the 
I mean, we could probably just use the hashtag pen addict, but right. I, I don't know if you would maybe not want to use that because it. Well, no, it actually it'll probably trap some random stuff. Um, let's think about it. Let's uh, that'll be our homework, and we'll we'll announce the hashtag next episode. Just give me some time to think about it. Um, what what would be good? Yeah, that looks like there's actually quite a lot of stuff in pen addict as a hashtag. Yeah, yeah. So we'll we'll we'll. Uh, yeah, the the ask PA might be a good one. That's um, still it, to see. I've I've raised that that could, if there's a band right that goes by that name, then yeah, because there is stuff there. Ask PA. So, but is it is it current? Uh, within the last couple of days. Okay. Okay. So we'll think of something over the next few days, and we'll take suggestions too. If y'all have some suggestions for us, um, you know, let us know. You know, either Twitter, email, whatever, and we'll we'll figure it out. Um what would be a good hashtag that we can own for the podcast. And that way all your feedback and all your questions can go into one place where Mike and I can uh, locate them easily. So before I forget, Mike, let me answer these father's day ideas ones. Yeah. So I add a, add a few things and this is a real specific question. And as soon as you say outdoors and water and, you know, any kind of thing like that, I'm going straight to the Fisher space pen. Um, because it's small, pocketable, durable, it can write in, you know, water, upside down, dirt, anything like that. So you want to look at the Fisher Space Pen or the Fisher Space Pen refill in the um, Max Madco Bolt, the Countycom Embassy Pen, or pens like the... Um, retract or render K from Karis customs. You want one of those metal barrel pens to where you can use the Fisher space pen refill and pair that up with like a field notes expedition notebook Mm -hmm. that can write, you know, if it gets wet, it's not going to get damaged. It's not going to, uh, you know, get destroyed by the elements as quickly as a traditional paper notebook would. And your father says done. As far as I'm concerned, that's actually Father's Day for that specific question is a very, very simple answer. It's something that uses a Fisher space pen refill, either the space pen itself or one of the mini barrels that you can get. And um, and then some type of uh, waterproof paper like the Expedition, which actually works really well with the um, with the space pen refill. So that would be that would be my suggestion. And it's actually uh, pretty straightforward that one. There's not. uh many, many other choices I would go than getting a metal barrel pin with the space pin refill. So there you go. Can't get any better than that. Nope. Nope. And it doesn't get any better than this podcast, Mike. So uh, let's, uh, let's wrap it up. On right. A, on so a high note. <laughs> good. If you want to find our show notes for this week, go to relay.fm slash pen addict slash 156. If you want to find us online, I am iMike, I-M-Y-K-E, on Instagram and on Twitter. Brad is at dowdyism, D-O-W-D-Y-I-S-M on Twitter, and he is pen addict on Instagram. And of course, he writes at the fantastic penaddict.com, and you can buy his wares over at knock.co, N-O-C-K dot C-O. Um, thanks again to our sponsors for this week's episode, a good friends over at Mass. Drop, Pen Chalet, and Notegeist. And thank you most of all for listening to this week's episode. We'll be back next time. Until then, say goodbye, Brad. Goodbye, Brad. <laughs>